Hello, Miss Bell. Hey, I said I was ready, and you were so quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not doing anything else. Nice. So, what's up? What's up? I don't know lots of things. The I've... work's good. I'm building robots. I don't know. I feel like I said nice. that last time, but I'm actually building I mean, robots. Versus, I feel like just, that's what you should be doing. Designing robots. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm just hanging out on this Saturday. Good. Yeah. Yeah. What was what the you? best part of your Saturday? Oh, uh, now is my best part. This podcast? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. It's the cheesy, easy answer. Well, it, um, it's, the, it's the true answer. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's prob- that's true for me, too. We haven't even started, though. Or I guess we I just, know. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. How was your? Uh, I mean, it's not sad. I'm just a little sick. Vacation last year. Last weekend. Yeah. Last year. Or yeah, last you last said last year. year. Wow. It was not last year. <laughs> it was Sorry. last weekend. It was last weekend. That was a. It was flip. really nice. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Airbnb was a move. It was good. Cool. Um, you said you're sick. Oh. Yeah. How sick? And. I mean, I don't know. You know not too sick. You know you're not supposed to reveal on a podcast you're sick, pal. Why? Because, like, sickness affects your voice, and then, like, you, you, you try to play it off. Like This is me apologizing for my voice. No, not that you have to apologize. How am I supposed to play it? <laughs> you're just, like, you, you just pretend you're not sick, and then... Unless it comes up, which apparently it did, like then you're sick. Well, like that's why. <laughs> okay. So I'm actually sick. Um, okay. Like, like. But you're playing that's... it off. Yeah. Are you okay. Yeah. No. No. I'm okay. But like, I I wondered if you'd be able to hear it. But the um. No, like I literally have been in bed all day. Oh. So that's why this is my best part of the day so far. Because I literally <laughs> haven't. I've been in my bed like all the hours. So. <laughs> See, my day is not, I did not do that. I took the alternative strategy, which is to proceed like you are not sick. Oh, that's good. I um, totally proceeded like I was sick, except for this part. <laughs> We're <yeah>. opposites. <laughs> You're probably going to get better faster. Yeah, maybe. I know. Anyway. I, I um, hope I'm better before Thanksgiving. Yeah, me too. I know that's my goal. My goal is to be better for before sure. Monday, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? So, which episode is this? What number? No, like, what are we talking about? So, I uh, this is our Gulliver's Travels episode. Okay, just check. But for once, we I have like we a couple planned next episode because that way people can like learn about it, read about it, like do it if they want to. Um, yeah, and then we can give like our first impressions like right now for like like 10 minutes maybe if that and then next Smart. week we'll talk all about it because like like I, after we've done the like after yeah. we've done it for a while like I've done it for like it's probably been a week now but like like two weeks in and you'll be like almost a weekend like it'll be a lot more uh, I think we'll have a lot more thoughts and a lot more like oh my god this changed my life or oh my god like I'm struggling in this area Okay, can I introduce it yes, a little bit? Please. So <laughs> I'm being very what big. we're talking about is something that like 
presents itself as a way to change your life. It literally says you will live longer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, which seems like times. a lot. First impression. Okay, thanks. Like, we're, okay. But the title of the article um, is, or the, it's like a series of... We'll put of it in the show notes. Points. Um, is like how... Oh my god, I don't even know the title. How to get your phone well, to work for you, not against you. Is that it? How to not work for your phone, but you work your phone. Or how to, like, your phone isn't your boss, you're the boss i don't know something like that here yeah are you pulling it up yeah i'll try okay, please. i'm keeping paperwork in my laptop bag as a way to try to get myself to do the paperwork That's the <laughs> every time idea. i pull up my computer i'm like oh and also that oh i think i can beat you to it although now yeah, my probably. messages app is so far into my phone it's harder you moved oh my god i did not do that yeah i'm so uh how to configure your iphone to work for you not against you wow you basically got it (coughs) but should probably work for any phone not just for iphones exactly um we'll put it in the show notes what are your first so sebi found it okay so so first first you have to explain the article a little bit like i just gave one example it's a very it's a detailed list of many many things for your phone written i like how it's written and it's, it's like you will do this yes. you will do this um and um it's also it's it's like it's a 47 hour article if you read it like this is apparently like ridiculously long or 17 sorry not 47 that's ridiculous okay so you um, know i did not read it for 17 hours yeah did you read all of it or did you skip through it um, um i read some of it i skimmed some of it but i don't know that i skimmed it all okay so there's a table of th- contents too so some of so it i was able s- to be like nah. so it's an article on Medium. So, and Medium usually says how many hours it will take to, or how many minutes it'll take to get through it all. I mean, this is a quite a long one. And the way he advertises it, like the first few paragraphs is like, you can read just the titles and you've read to understand it. You can read the titles plus a little bit more context. And then, or you can read the titles plus the context plus like the super deep down context of why it works psychologically, right? And it's basically like how... Like, different things you can do to your phone. And I found it was, a, like, I, I was into it pretty much. And then it got to, like, use Google Calendar. And I was like, oh, come on. You can use whatever calendar app you yeah. want, right? It, it, got seems... a li- it got a little, like, preachy, like, a third yeah, of the way through. Yeah, because it said, you will do this. And a lot of it, like, those are apps oh, that's that are okay. a company. Um, I, yeah. Okay, yeah, but that's a weird I, it, one because I've decided like it, I will. I feel like it kind of went. Calendar. I feel like it kind of got went over to preferences. Although it does say many times that like if you already have a habit with a different app, then you should stick with that app. But I feel like that kind of took away from it. It's like, is your no. advice so like it, this can't only be well, an article for people who just got their first phone. No, it, and it, don't it, have ingrained. Yes, like, there's a difference between a, an app that like you're actually using and an app that you don't use. Like you could have all the to do yeah. apps in the world, but if you don't use them consistently, then you should probably like start over and go with what he's saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he says you probably should. No, but I, some I of the like... anyway, you're right. He he was very forceful. Some and of the... I, that he, took he... away from it. That took away. From yeah, it, so opinion. I understood. It was some a little preachy. Some of it I thought, like, he's like, here's, like, there's one about organizing folders. Yeah. 
there are a lot about like where you put apps and in which folders yeah, and which I've already I did, thought a lot he gave about. an example and then a lot of it like one was like what you name the folders and I did actually use literally the one the word that he uses for that oh use for that I, social I media it's an app called leisure yeah but that you, way it communicates not like don't wait, open oh my folder? god leisure okay you know what and I it put has on my mine? social media apps what I put three emojis of a slot machine. Yeah, okay. So, see, that's a little... But I think... Because like, he calls he, them slot machines. He even yeah. says, like, here's the exact app that's least addictive that you should put on the front of that. That's my most addictive and app. that I thought was a little too specific, you know? No, I, I thought that was really important. Because the whole point is you look at that folder and you want to put an app in it that like is an eye candy right so for a good example is like lots of people use instagram don't put instagram on your first page of the folder because then you'll see it and you'll still click into it right the whole point is to put it out of view out of mind out of like out of sight out of mind (coughs) yeah so i don't understand why didn't you like my point is that that logic still stands he literally says specifically linkedin should be on the first page because it's least addictive well and that's his opinion like you're and and so i'm saying i like i like the reasoning i think it's fair that it should be out of sight but to me like linkedin brings up like oh my god i should be applying to jobs i should be applying to internships so that's in the second page of a different like it's like a stressful using the logic and then doing what you actually like oh, if I that see. makes sense okay so the linkedin being in the first page tells you hey you should be doing this for yeah so instead yeah. that's in an app that i have that's in a folder called like i don't know it's like finance and like business things okay all right so we can go um, over our screens and different anyway. things i thought the first few tips were the most useful and they kind of trailed off in usefulness afterward what did you think yeah um yeah i, 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 I like mean i don't know so, i don't no, know some the, of it was very very specific ah. <laughs> which i don't like but at the same time i thought it was really interesting like there were things that he put that i've thought about and there were things i've never thought about right i think that's a good way to sum up my first impression my first impression was like oh yeah clearly the apps you have in your front screen like that's a choice that's a significant choice oh yeah clearly your background picture is like an important choice but I had never thought about, like, notifications. Okay, so my first impressions are that I'd read a, I've read a lot of stuff on this, and I already do a lot of things on my phone to make me, like, have more control over it. And this article had things that, like, I thought went even deeper down the rabbit hole and were even more extreme. Yeah. Like, turning off every single badge on your phone. Um, and... I was against it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to just do it and see what happens. And then I did do it, and I saw what happened. So that's my first impression. Okay, I really, really want to know what it is, but I feel like we should save that. Yes, so there's your cliffhanger for next episode. Yeah, like, maybe try it and see. Um, yeah, and I recommend yeah. Also, actually, so the experiment I've been doing. Like, just do it for a week. Like, yeah, you're going to have to reset all your settings. You're going to have to, like, go through your settings and redo <laughs> it if you don't like it. But I really recommend, like, go actually do what he says for a lot of these steps, especially if it makes sense. And, like, the ones that he emphasizes the most are probably the most important. So really do those. Like, if it's, like, what calendar app you use and if iCal works perfectly for you, then you probably don't have to use Google Calendar. But, like... Don't say that. I'm about to switch. Well, you should switch if you think it's better for you and if you think the settings are better. But I'm switching. I'm waiting until a more convenient time to switch. There's never a convenient time. That's why you should just do it now. Winter break (laughs) is a convenient time.
my whole schedule yeah. will reset. In college, time is like literally semester by semester. I think, like every I think you reset. should do it now, but whatever. Uh, okay. No. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, so let's yeah. go on to the next topic. So I'll let you introduce okay. so what, the next topic why we're talking about is this. this book that I'm reading, or I, we both read. And it's not a coincidence that we both just happened to read this. But it's a book that um I'm read in a group setting for a fellowship at my school. And so really deep reading of it. I think we read 40 pages every week and then talked about it for two and a half hours. So like, that's my background on it. I did not choose to read it, but I'm really happy it was the one that was chosen. But I knew nothing about it. And as I started to read it, I was like, this is so interesting. And I told Sebi, hey, you should read this so we can talk about it. And also just because I think it's really interesting, you should read it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I've so heard the, about it before, too. and never really. The book is Gulliver's Travels. It fits perfectly because it's written by a fellow Swift. Yes. Jonathan. Good um, guy. I'm kidding. So <laughs> that's always funny. Because in the group, they'd be like, what is Swift trying to do? And I'd be like, so, what is? So you read the Swift physical book. I, I read the audible, audible book. Oh, yeah. That way I could but be you in read the car. Most, do you read most of your books on audiobook? Uh, I'd like to say no, but it probably is most. Uh, most is a little. I feel like most is three quarters or more. I don't think it's that bad, but it is like more than half. <laughs> okay. I've never. I've read like. I don't think I've listened to an audiobook since like long car drives as a kid oh really so you yeah. love audible so i'd like to say this will compare i i mean i just don't think this will compare like the audiobook experience to my experience no, because your experience will be you use audiobook a lot and i never do okay so first impressions and then we can like dive in okay i'm tearing it down from my bookshelf um uh, my first impression was that i really like it reminded me how much i like satire okay um, yeah, satire is when things are like, I mean, there are a ton of like specific tools of satire, but mainly it's just like things are funny. So how did and that's how the how points are conveyed? What's an example of the music satire that you really enjoyed? So, um, like hyperbole is a type of satire, which is like when things are blown up so extreme. Literally, wait, there are is it giants. hyperbole or hyperbole? I don't know. It might be hyperbole. Okay. Hi, 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 hi. It's I hyperbole. Re- oh, That's duh. It, it sounds weirder. I'm like, both of those hi- sound wrong, and I've definitely yeah, used this hyperbole. word before. Hyperbole. Okay, it's, I'm sorry. It's hyperbole. Hyperbole. And so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird word, but hyper. Now I'm going to forget. Hyperbole. It's like hyperbole. you have to say it all at once. Hyperbole, like when things are blown up so big. Literally, there's a point where he is 12 times bigger than everyone else around him and then there's a point where he is 12 times smaller than everyone around him so it's literally blown up to show things right um and then or shrunk down (laughs) but then he's looking at the whole in each case he's looking at all of society like how they work so you still see like things um there's also exaggerate i guess exaggerations similar but um like caricature and ridiculousness is a key part of satire so like there's a whole chapter where the rational beings are horses and then there are a bunch of humans who are like not are, rational. they're like horses they're <laughs> wild beasts yeah but they are humans and the main character talks about his society of humans and he realizes they're pretty much very similar to these wild beasts but it's ridiculous like he's, they're literally horses yeah and he loves the horse land so much because like they're peaceful and 
yeah. Yeah, so it but it says it says things without saying them, but it like makes you laugh. And if you think about okay, why was that so funny? It like can give you insight. So that was my first reflex is like I just I think satire is so cool. Okay, cool. What was your first impression? Um I thought it was and I like listened to it over a while, so it was different. The uh, I thought it was really interesting to see seeing the human. I uh, like I thought Jonathan Swift did a good job of like saying actually would happen in like these sur- surreal uh, different scenarios. So for example, like he's constantly <coughs> looking up at these giants when he's twelve times smaller than everyone else, right? And when he gets home, mm-hmm. he can't stop looking up because like it's the default position in his brain because yeah. he lives there so long. And I think. We don't see that very often in our day-to-day life, but like that's totally a thing where like if your your default can be like like he would trot when he came back from a horse place like in the human world because it was just his default for so long, right? Um, and yeah. it was like it was kind of like a foreign language. You it's hard to lose that uh, that accent, right? Because you're used to pronouncing letters certain ways. So when you go to another language, that's what gives you away as being from a different place. That's why like someone who's Russian speaking English and someone who's Mexican and speaking English like they have their they have very different they have very different accents but they like both of them are like you can like directly see the scientific reason why they sound that way if you uh learn their Mm -hmm. language right and learn how they pronounce certain letters differently right Mm -hmm. or even how their grammar is structured because uh the way grammar is structured like if they don't use the word the then they're less likely to use the word the in English right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think it ends, like, I, I like how the book's arranged in that, like, he goes to different places, and each time, like, he's bringing his notion of, like, society and humans, but at the same time, he's confronted with, like, a very different notion. Yeah. And in each time, like, it has a really, I mean, he's there for a long time for most of them, like, it has an effect on him. Do you think the um, main purpose of the book is to kind of, by putting him in a scenario with everybody around him who lives a different kind of life? to put the reader in the perspective of those people looking back on human society of his world, like from a different perspective? I mean, yes and no. I think like a lot of it, it was written, it was written in England um, by someone who was involved in politics, but was very critical of the politics. Right. So I think a lot of it is literally like he is slighting like the people in his government. Like he is just making fun of them and like throwing throwing elbows, so to speak, at like the way things are. And like there are so many in each society, he'll talk about the court system. And again, like this is the satire is Gulliver is saying, oh, my God, it's it's this and it's great. And they're like, wait, but doesn't that mean this bad thing could happen? And he's like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. But these very, very and like. There's a lot of digs at, um, like, the systems there. So I think in that case, yes, a lot of it is, like, other people around him being like, wait, that seems really dumb. And him being like, wait a minute, like, maybe it is. But at the same time, I think it also operates on, like, in each place, like, like, I'm interested to see which one was your favorite. Like, I think each one is also making a commentary on that way that they're living. Like, the way they live is also wrong in that it brings up its own problems? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're all wrong. I think no, okay, some sorry. of them, he, that, like, mean, which one do you, do, which one, which one would you live in? Like, which one do you like? I, 
I liked the first one. Uh, what was it called? Lilyville? Really? Lilyfoot? Lilyfoot? Lilyfoot. Yeah, Lilyfoot? where he was the giant. Yeah, I liked that one the best. As a um, Lilliputian or as a giant? Like, he was I mean, a giant and him. everybody else was tiny. So that, I wouldn't... Yeah, Lilliput is, I think, the most direct criticism of England. In what way? Okay, the big end... So they're the egg dispute. <laughs> They're the big dispute. enders and little enders. Oh, yeah. How you crack your egg. Oh, right. Um, and I think that's a dig at, like, minute religious differences that lead to very large religious conflicts that if zoomed like out Catholic really far. Protestant? Yeah, like, if you zoomed out really far, you'd be like, okay, like, like how big of a, like, it's your, how you crack your egg. Like, it really doesn't. But to them, this is this, like, symbol yeah, this super important question. What you believe. And it's a really important question. And it divides our society. And Gulliver's kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, not to say that, but I think, like, there are small re- differences in religions that end up being really, really big right. in conflict. And at the end of the day, like, if you zoom out a lot, like, you might be like, okay, this might not be, like, as, like, does you don't need to take lives over, like, egg cracking. Like that, I think that's, um, and then the other thing in their politics, they, um, it's all about like walking on tightropes and like entertainment. Right. I'm trying to remember the other thing. Like who's elected is whoever's like the best, basically court gesture. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, with and the, like whoever's with the, the most ribbons. schemy and like they slide, they like aren't straightforward. Um, and I think that's just like, okay, like a dig at politicians. Right. And then what's the other conflict? The two islands have a conflict, right? And it's about yeah, the two different... It, it seems like they're super similar, but yet they just fight. But, and, and I don't remember what the conflict is. It's not the egg. It's uh, something else that is like... Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I yeah and I think they're was. basically saying like, okay, we have France and England and they hate each other. They're so different. And I think if you zoomed out, you'd be like, well, like they're different, but like, are these they differences still have kings and princes mean we are and, yeah, like always all... like... And then he he goes to one of them, and it seems like not that different to him. Oh my god, what's the other thing? That's I mean that was the beginning of the semester. Yeah. I, it wasn't the egg because there's the internal divide, and then there's this external religious conflict. I don't remember. It's like how you pronounce something. Yeah, I I don't remember. It it was harder anyway, for me to I, get the language stuff because I was listening and not reading. Yeah, but anyway, I think that's what that one is sort of trying to do. Yeah, the true believers shall break their eggs at the convenient end. What is the convenient end of breaking an egg? Like, that's... Uh, wait, like, they meant, like, top or bottom of the egg, right? Yeah, but it's, it's like, yeah. But, like, you can break it from the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It, like, is so, they call it's it literally a schism in their religion. Wow. Like, and they're like, this is a choice every man must make for himself. And it's just like, it's, it's, ridiculous. it's not that deep. It's sort of the modern take. Um, what was your favorite place? I, instead of just punishing you, they also reward you for following the laws. Did oh, you yeah, get no, that part? I thought you would like Isn't that. Isn't that funny? Well, yeah, I wrote capitalism rep- for laws. Yeah. Not everyone in my group liked that. Well, I think it, I, I've been thinking about like whistleblower, and it's interesting to like 
like should they be recognized like should there be some protection for them right um because there is there should be i think there should yeah be. but right now arguably there isn't so um yeah yeah anyway you would go to lilliput yeah what about it, you i mean it did seem very recognizable um but then they do try to kill him. So that was not as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, not as nice. He left. But they, they um, were all like, it's interesting. We talked about in each section, like how they approached him, like when they first saw him. And Lilliput was like, how can we use this to help us? Right. And they decide he can be used as a weapon, which I think is like. Well, that is, yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, like, like, it makes sense. Like, they're, I mean, and then they're like, well, this is a practical matter. Um, they're very practical. Which I think is appealing to like our day and age. Right. Um, people liked Brobdin Nag. That was I the... think Brobdin Nag. That's the giant. Okay. I feel like the main issue there was that he was really small. <laughs> like that was. Well, that is the whole point. <laughs> so apparently, so what did you think of Brobdin Nag? I thought like like he just had such little power. <laughs> I know he was so sad. Like I felt like everybody just like like used him instead of him being like a part of society. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like that very much. Yeah. I liked when he, <laughs> the my favorite part of this one is when he goes to the king. He finally is talking to the king. Right. And the king's like, just, and he gives this long, long history of England and their politics, and he explains this, and the king goes well, this seems like this is wrong and this and this. It doesn't this lead to this bad thing and this and this for like three right. pages. <laughs> and just like basically like, tears like understands all of the, which is, I think, just Swift condemning it more so. But then right. Gulliver, who's so like, he just is trying to be a patriot. And he's yeah, like, he's... but wait, we have this great thing you don't have. And it would gunpowder. And if he gives gunpowder to the king and the people don't have it, he's basically giving, like, the ability to be a tyrannical, like, he's giving all the power to this king. Right. And the king says, I, why, why would I want that? Like, like, he's like, no. That seems like it would make me, he literally says it would make him an absolute master of the people. And he's like, no, thank you. That seems like it would be wrong. Right. Um. Which is like the opposite of Lilliput, who was like, "We ha- Gulliver is a weapon himself right. that we will use to destroy our enemies." He's like, "No, don't." Um, I thought that was interesting. <coughs> so, what was your favorite? But yeah, I mean, it was probably Brogdignag, but it was a little boring, and a lot of it was just like, yeah. I thought it would be. A lot of it was just like it would be nice if you were a Brobdingnag, and we you didn't get that many details on it too because he was so small, <laughs> you yeah. like, couldn't tell. Um, and he does try to leave there. Yeah, yeah. I I, I felt like um, my least favorite was the third um, one. The third one. Yeah, I did think it was interesting Definitely when they favorite. like had the person or magician or I forget who who could like bring back anyone from the dead and he could talk to them. Yeah, I thought that was really that was such a weird like three pages. Yeah, but I thought it was like I thought it was like oh yeah that probably would happen if you brought these people back right like they they aren't that they're they're not that extraordinary they're just people right or uh, I forget what I thought one of them said something that I was like like he was surprised that they weren't more 
like in, uh, intelligent or wow, this is really bad. But um, oh, he um, yeah, who the the people in the past weren't like, more intelligent? Yeah, the Gulliver was surprised they weren't. I don't know if it was intelligence. He, he was surprised about something, and I was like, oh well, I guess that would make sense because they're like they're from their time, right? Or maybe they yeah. had like faults that were like of their time. I. Uh, Maybe that's what it was. Uh, yeah, and I liked that a lot of them were basically like, someone, he told one guy, like, this part of your theory has been misproven. And the guy was like, yep, like, that's what happens. Yeah, but like, it was very matter of fact. Yeah. No, I thought that was really interesting. A lot of the later part is about death. Um, I think a lot of the later chapters with the, like, there are the people who live forever and Gulliver's like, oh my god, to be a per to live for, oh my god, he's like, I would do so much, I would love it, it would be great, and then, turns out, these are not people who are, like, living yeah, they're great like, lives, they're, they're actually, most, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not, happy. like, happy, and it's not, and so it's sort of like, okay, maybe if you thought, and then he brings back all these people from the dead, which, and, like, they're used as, like, servants, and, like, they answer questions. Right. And it sort of, I think, is like was the idea that, a little dig. that society was just like overly scientific and like was super advanced. What was that? Yeah, so that's the one that I was like, oh my god, what's Sebi gonna say? Because it's one where like their science was just like, yeah, it, it was almost like magic um, because it was so like it like, was I, like ruining them. Yeah, because they like literally they looked at the sky and then like would ignore everything else in their life. Yeah. Um, and then they go through like these really, and again, like this is just funny satire, like very. Um, yeah. Weird. What? Sorry, you cut out. Experiments. Like. Um, like they have one where they're trying to get the sunlight back from a potato. Oh right. <laughs> and they're trying to turn poop into food because food goes turns into poop. Right. <laughs> and you're kind of like, what are they doing? And then we talked about how all these experiments have like some grain of truth to them because like fertilizer does right. grow food, and that like you, I'm pretty sure there is energy in potato. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about science. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, no, you can turn. But that like these people hole up and they had all these houses that had been destroyed, and the people were like, we're gonna build this new house, and then they never got around to it because they like. They started with the roof, I think, right. was the house one. They were like, we'll start. And so then they were like, we don't have houses anymore because their science, like, offered all these promises that, like, it didn't come right. back on. Um, what do you think his... Yeah, and then the next part is the magic. What do you mean? Um, then right after that, that's the society where, like, they some of them can bring back... Oh, right, yeah. And dead. he, like, goes visit them, yeah. Um what I wrote on science, I said, Aristotle says, theories don't go out of fashion. Theories replace each other. Yeah. And then the humility of science, which is that you're basically doing something, thinking you can control nature is like arrogant, but also that like, you know, you're just going to prove someone wrong and then you might be proved wrong. So So it's also like very humble. What I love about science is like, you can never prove something right. You can always (laughs) prove it wrong. Right. Why do you like that? Because, Okay, it sounds bad from like a positive <laughs> negative standpoint, right? I uh, I like it because nobody knows the answer. Like there is no like the answer out. Now you're like, "Oh, science has so many answers," right? Like it's very black and white, right? And it is very black and white, but I would say science is more black than white. And what I mean by 
And what I mean by that is it's really easy to like, let's say you, you drop an apple, right? Uh, and it falls to the ground. Like the apple isn't going up. I can say that with 100% sincerity, right? But like the apple going yeah. down, I can't say with 100% certainty because like an apple in space would go down, right? Like you see, yeah. and that's a really simple one, right? And you can actually calculate the probability that an apple like jumps into a tree, right? And it's like so small, it's not even funny. Um, like it's so small, like basically in all the universe, it's probably still never happened. Um, okay. And uh, so... And, and, like, that's just an entropy calculation that's, like, super simple, right? And you can use it to calculate lots of other stuff. But, anyway, the point is, like, science, the things that hold up in science that are quote-unquote white are just the things that we have, like, found all the black around yeah, them. It's kind of like Minesweeper, right? It's like you find everything around and then you know that there's a mine in that area, right? Um, it's like the um, yeah, the quote, like, I learned ways, I've learned 200 ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Um, and but here's the yeah. thing: like he learned a way to make a light bulb. The light bulbs we make nowadays are so much better, and it's because we kept experimenting with his way and other ways until we found a better way. Like eventually, his way became a bad way, right? Like in terms yeah. of energy efficiency, the incandescent light bulb's not very good, and it doesn't let off pure white light, which means everything in its like you don't see colors the true way they are under it. So you basically like. Even that light bulb was wrong, right? But it was right for the time because they didn't have anything else. And this idea really hit me one time, which is like, like Newton came up with all these equations for everything moves, right? And it was great. Everyone's like, yay, these explain the universe. They explain an apple falling and they explain a planet going around another <laughs> planet, right? The fact the same equations can do both of those is like really important, right? And the same laws. Mm-hmm. But then it didn't completely explain everything. So it explained all the planets but Mercury. Mercury was, like, doing its own thing. People were like, I don't, we don't understand Mercury. We have to figure this out. And eventually Einstein came along and, like, talked about... I'm sure you've heard of the theory of relativity, right? Like, that explained Mercury. Mm-hmm. And it added on to what uh, Newton had, right? It, like, took Newton's stuff and then added, like, a little bit more to make it a little bit more understandable, right? So Newton was wrong, but, like... He wasn't completely wrong, right? And I feel like that's true for everything. And the the idea I was talking about, and I just went on the tangent to explain an example of, was like in science, you can always disprove things and then you can guess or hypothesize at what is right, but then eventually the measuring tools will get better and you'll figure out a better way or you'll remeasure it and realize, oh, we're not clear enough. We have to go deeper, right? And Like, there's Mm -hmm. always going to be more questions. There's always more to discover. And it's a bottomless hole, right? In the 1900s, people thought they had discovered everything about science. And they were like, look how smart we are. We've, like, discovered everything. And there were only a few mysteries left, right? And guess what happens once they figured out the reason of those mysteries? It created, like, so many more mysteries that now, like, like, we haven't even caught up with those yet, right? Um, So... This chapter didn't convince you. It didn't make you a little scared of science. It did. I was, <coughs> to be honest, this chapter. Like it, like it I makes it ridiculous it instead of scary. Um, I'm only like, scared of we, science. We talked about this. Like, I'm resolved to the fact that, like, just like that scientist who comes back and says, like, yeah, like I was disproven, or yeah, like what you're I made humble was... about it. You know, well, it's more like 
if I make something impactful, I know it's going to be used for bad and good, right? Like that's just the way of life, right? Um, the amount of energy that's created from like atomic like energy has like really vastly improved the world, right? With little carbon output, yet it's also blown up like more than one city, right? So there's yeah. and that's an extreme example, right? One of the most extreme, which is but but like, there's positive I mean, negatives to everyone. I think the hard part is figuring out which ones are going to create more positive benefit and do those instead. The problem is it's just so hard to predict the future. And like, I do struggle with like, how do I make sure I think about this beforehand and like have a reasonable amount of certainty that whatever I create isn't going to be a negative influence on the world. It's going to be a positive, right? Yeah. Um, and if you think of like science is all about looking at the odds. And I'd argue you can look at life this way too. So you're never going to be 100% certain that what you create is going to be only good and not zero bad, right? Yeah. Um, and like, I think you look at politics this way too. And like it, the book kind of reflects on that, right? Like even in like uh, all these societies, like none of them is perfect, right? Like they all have their their negatives about yeah. them. Um, and like, just like they're like, oh, your world is terrible. You have all this stuff happening. And I think Swift is, a, it, it wants to point that out, but like, it's also just a, it's a result of the system, right? Um, mm -hmm. And the way I look at it is science is just one piece of the system. And when you create a new piece, like it's just going to change the system, right? Um, mm -hmm. And like, we live more today like kings than kings did 200 years ago right like our quality of life is better we have damn that's a oh my god who said something like that we have access, like think about it like we have access to running water like anywhere like yeah. free water like food is like so bountiful that people are stressed over what to buy in a grocery store um like you have like power like a lot of power enough power it could kill you in areas all around your house that you can just plug anything into to make it have enough energy to like do whatever you want almost. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Like I uh, we're like literally sleep on like the cushions of clouds. Like, I'm sorry. We're like a King would get sick and <laughs> die 200 years ago. Yeah. I'm saying mattresses are really comfy. Um, the, yeah. And and this was this was a result of technology getting incrementally better over 200 years, right? And I yeah. firmly believe in the idea that like people complain all the time, oh, why do the rich get this technology and we don't, right? Like that's unfair, right? And every single <laughs> technology has been like bought by the rich first before it goes to everyone, right? It's like what kings had back then, like eventually everybody got. And then kings had even better yeah. stuff, right? And the reason it gets everybody can have it is because the economies of scale, you make enough of them at cheaply enough, and then more people can get them. And the only way to make enough of them to get to that point is a bunch of rich people buy them first. Um, and so, like, you can look at it politically and be like, oh, that's wrong. But if you look at it from a historical point of view, no, that's just the way it's done economically, like. Yeah, that's interesting. I was just reading a bunch of articles on, um, higher education cost yeah and po political plans and a lot of the criticism is that like only the wealthy are able to afford higher education and it's interesting i i would like to be hopeful and say that that means it will like get cheaper 
And I think higher I mean? education, it, it is going the other way. And that's so hard. That is something to it's be. It's not a technology. To be worried but it, about. But it's interesting to think about, like, okay, what's the, sh- like, what, what can make it shift towards. Right. Um, definitely, like, not, not technology, but, um, yeah. And I'm thinking of Tesla's new truck, which I want. You want it? Oh. It looks like we, a dystopian can, future can, can, truck. Can we, it's wild. Can, I, I know. I watched it live. <laughs> Um, okay, I did not, but it looks like it's from a movie. It, it, it's a cyber truck. Okay, we can talk about this at the very end. I really want to talk about this now, but we can talk about this at the end. I don't want to get derailed okay, from Glover's travels. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really want. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> so the last one. So what do you think of the last one? Like. Okay, we had some disagreement in our group. Um, Wait, what was mainly the, what, against one person? What was the consensus? What was like the main thing for the third one, the science one, science magic? One? Oh, we were all like, it's scary science, scary. Um, there's a point where you need to stop. Like when they said language can confuse people, right? Like, right. so we're just gonna get rid of words, and you're just gonna pick things out of a bag and point to them. <laughs> Yeah. Which, like, yeah, gets rid of the problem of, like, someone misunderstanding you, but also, like, really? Like, it seems to be kind of... People would have, like, s- servants walk around with bags of things so right. they could communicate to other people. Like, like, there's a point where you're like, okay, let's calm down. Let's not try to build our houses from the top, bottom down. Right. Um, and the <coughs> the island of floating people was just weird. They're the okay. floating island. All right, go to the fourth um, one. Yeah, the consensus was that that was also not a good place, um, and we were happy to leave. The fourth one, one person thought the Huinanims were great, and everyone else was like, no. Really? Okay. Yeah. What, what was what the person's think? argument first off? Like, the person who thought it was great? <laughs> they were just, like, noble, good, rational, um... Yeah, infallible. I mean, it says many times that they were benevolent and had friendship. Right. And we were all like, we don't buy that. <laughs> well, it never um, went into the other... details that it did, did it? it? I, I mean, they were... So then we got into a whole thing on impartiality. Um, that, like, some people think it's unfair to have partiality. That, like, you like your kids more than you like other people's kids. Right. Um. I sort of think it's probably inevitable, but, like, there's a point where you're, like, okay, what about, like, I like my family more, but what about, like, I mean, liking some, having preferences means having the opposite for other people, if that makes sense. Like, partiality means that there are some people you are not as partial to. Right. So, we took it as the Huinanims were very impartial. Like, they were just kind of, like, friends. Right, because they wouldn't even raise their own children, right? Like, somebody else. Yeah. So that's literally from Plato's Republic, which I disagree with. Like it, that Plato's Republic, I had a lot. I read it last year in this part, like the part that it references, which is that like all kids will just be like raised in nurseries. And then like, it's not about you and your own kid. That's, that doesn't really exist. Right. Um, which I thought was like problematic. Because... Um, and again, here, I just think, and like a partiality whether or not you think it's good or bad. I mean, I do think there are so many benefits that come from it, and I think it's just kind of human nature. Okay. Um, so the Winonyms were, like, all friends with everyone, but then, like, not really good out friends with anyone, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I think you lose out on that if you're like, everyone's my family. Like, also, yeah, that but really he also, that, like... Gulliver said he was the happiest there. What do you think Jonathan's <laughs> trying to say about that? 
Well, I think Gulliver is very unreliable. <laughs> Wacko. Oh, you think he like this is his imagined ideal world that should that isn't really uh, real? Okay, well, there is at the end someone raised that because at the beginning, the first page, he says he reads a lot of books. And at the end, someone was like, did he actually go to any of these places or did he just read things? And we were all like, what? Like, I took it that he literally traveled to these places, didn't you? Even though he's very vague and, like, will never really tell you where they are and no one will ever be able to find well, them. Well, Jonathan Swift didn't actually travel to these places. Are you saying, yeah, like, so the I character think... in the book actually didn't travel? Yeah, and I okay. think the distinction doesn't matter that much because no, they are thought experiments by Swift that Gulliver's going. Whether or not Gulliver is also doing a thought experiment, like... But, um, yeah, I thought he liked the Winonyms, but they also were trying to kill him. So. Well, only at the very end, but yes. So, which makes me think that, like, he was like, I, I mean, they were. Well, they gave him. They the were very, to very threatened or by to him. Kill him, right? Like it wasn't. Well, that's no. great. He was like, "I love you, and I want to stay, and you're my friend." And they were like, "No." Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> that part was problematic. Because and they, they wanted see... to kill all yahoos. Yeah, because they 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 couldn't see beyond their own like. Yeah. So my take on them is that they sound really great. They're like, we love truth. And we they literally, in their language, cannot deceive. Like, they have right. nothing they don't for have the words thing for that it. is not. Which is funny, because satire and books are the thing that is not. Like, it's fiction. But also. Right. Um, and the fact that a horse is a person. It, but then there are parts where literally Gulliver will be like, I'm from this land with yahoos that run everything. And I took a boat on it and got here. And they were like, no. There's no such thing as other lands, and oh, Yahoo could never make a boat. And he's like, I am proof to you that that is wrong, and they don't. Yeah, so they don't have any of the scientific part or logical part. Yeah, so what I took is like the criticism of them is they're like, we're great. But then, like, they're like, we only speak in truth. But it turns out that, like, many things they've gotten wrong and are not true about. (laughs) Right. So they're like, we're very rational. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, is it like? So I think if someone comes to you in a boat and says, "I came on a boat," it's wrong to be like, "Boats don't exist." I'm sorry. So I think this story is good at like looking at all the different um, <coughs> uh, these societies and basically like turning the knobs on the world and saying like, if the world mm-hmm. were more like this, what would be the result, right? Um, and you realize that like, like in extremes or what's the opposite of extremes? Moderation, sure. And it, no, moderation is like more in the middle. I meant like below moderation. The extremes or just extremes in uh, like lacking, like yeah. In, it, in it's oh, excess and absence. Like, yeah, in excess and absence, in extreme excess and absence of certain things, like it doesn't work. It's kind of more toward the middle. Um, and I think like the the society, I don't know, I. Because like all of them, like they have, they lack what they, they they have stuff, but then they lack other things, right? Do you think that's saying that? And I don't think it's saying this at all, knowing Jonathan Swift, but that like our society is the best because it like it kind of straddles and is in between on all these things, and we can talk about it. No, but I think it's definitely like. So you're getting to really, I think, important part, which is that like this was written in a time of like party politics. Right. Um, and like partisanship and everyone liked the book like it's been well received 
it was well received by everyone. It's like bestseller. It's still and like because it's a satire and it's sort of it makes fun of your opponents and then also probably what you think too. Right. Like there's this whole thing going on between like the ancients and the moderns. And he basically criticizes both of them and makes very effective points on why they're both wrong. Right. And like he criticizes science, but then he criticizes magic. And then he kind of criticizes religion, like, in weird, kind of, like, right. that one we weren't. And then, like, he criticizes the giants, and he criticizes the small people who are petty. Right. Um, and so it's sort of like, I don't, everyone's like, we agree with some of this. And also just, like, making things ridiculous and criticizing it makes it really easy to say, okay, like, I agree this part of science is bad, but, like, that doesn't mean that science in moderation is bad. Right. Or, like... Yeah, okay, this amount of, like, your politics are literally, like, a dance of, like, entertainment is bad, but that doesn't mean that, like, politics shouldn't have some amount of, like, appeal to the masses through entertainment. Like, is that the main idea that, that you guys kind of got from the book that you talked about, or what was the main, like, theme or main, like, central thing that was most discussed in the group? I, it was hard because it's literally broken into the four things, right? right? But did you, like, talk afterward about, like... Yeah, so, um, we wrote, Swift wants to help people. Um, we said it was about, um, partially that, like, it's making fun of all sides and, like, showing that all sides have faults. Um, Right. And that, um... What's it called? I think a lot of it is like so. At the end, it talks about the Trojan horse a little bit, right? Um, very little, and the teacher just like blew my mind because she was like, "Isn't this book a Trojan horse? Where like they have these societies, and a lot of them say really good things, but you should be kind of suspicious because they're not good, right? And like a lot of it is just like." Okay, if someone says like we are all rational, like every like they when them say we are the most rational, Yahoo's are not rational at all. Right. Like questioning that, being like, wait a minute, not taking like, everything at face value. Um, and just making sh- yeah, and so I think I mean it was hard because I feel like it's so much criticism that it doesn't make it clear what he's advocating for, right? Like you can say this is bad and this is bad, but what does that mean you want? So we said a lot of it was that like humility, right. um. In that, like, you are not the only country, basically, and, like, the way you do things might not be the best way, but also, like, the way others do things might not be the best way. Yeah, they're just two different um, ways. And he talks about pride, like, at the end. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it was hard. it's hard to find, I think, overarching, like, big themes. I'm going to be real. Okay. What do you mean? What are um, you going to say about pride? So the pride one, like, I I feel like I don't understand too much, but he says, um, in a lot of it, he talks about how, like, it's whether, a lot of the book, I think, is about, like, the rationality of humans. Right. And no matter what size, like, they have this capacity to, like, reason, and in, and in some cases, and then they get to the last place, and humans are, like, described as, like, wild animals that should be exterminated. Right. Because... They don't have reason. And Gulliver's like, I'm showing you that I'm a Yahoo and I have the capacity for reason. Right. But like not all not as much as the Winonyms. Right. And so I think they're like the humility is saying, like, 
okay, yeah, humans have a lot of really good things about us, like this ability to reason, but it also means that, like, we have this ability to lie and deceive people, and we have this ability to, like, have the greed that he talks about and be really petty, like Lilliput, and also be, um, like, yeah, we have... (laughs) So, like, being a little humble in that, like... Yeah, or, or, like, the humility of, like, Plato saying, yeah, my theory is probably going to be proven wrong. Like, or the humility of science and saying, like, yeah, I'm going to put my whole life into this, and it might not work, and I can't prove that it, like, is the best thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Did you like it? What do you think? It's a little weird. Oh, no, I... I like certain parts more than others. I like when they, when I could understand it better. There were certain parts that, like, yeah, like kind of probably went in one ear and out the other ear because it just, it seemed like it was hard to grasp onto. There weren't, there weren't any stakes or there weren't any like, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and there like there's not like a plot and the character of yeah. him. Like a lot of people have written about his character, and it's sort of like really weird to understand um and then the other thing wait actually i do want to talk about this for a little we talked about this like the first week in our group was like he's the reason he leaves is just like he's curious he would just wants to explore yeah um do you think the book condemns curiosity or do you think it's saying this is a good thing because we talked about how like before this time like there aren't a lot of old books that are just like adventure stories and now like adventure is like a whole genre do you think it's good, like adventure and curiosity and exploring? Uh, I think it's good. I don't know what the book says. Like the book, I think it doesn't exactly idealize it. Like I didn't like how he kept leaving his family because he was addicted I... to this adventure. Uh, I know he literally was like, and then they cried and I left. It literally was it's like so it was like the same page four page like three pages time. throughout the book it was like oh i went home i stayed with my family i impregnated my wife and i left like it he was like the same never thinks about his family and then at one point he's like and then i left my wife pregnant and left and you're like what is happening yeah yeah which i think is more common back then but it's still like it seemed oh no it's i didn't yeah, it, it was funny. You always think that there'd be a bigger gap between the, all, all the chapter, all the like four main parts. Yeah. But it was always like two pages, if that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it definitely didn't convince me either that curiosity is all bad. I think it almost did the opposite of like hearing him explain his world to other people and having them push back on it. Well, he did the same thing to their world. Seemed like an argument for like, and it was curiosity is the right word. But like, got with just his stories, like his world got him like a plate to eat, right? Like it, it, like all these people were had to spend like lots of effort to like keep him alive in all these places, and like he didn't do any work to live. But yeah, he was still recognized because he was from a foreign land, and like was special in the fact that he had uh like he had stories and he had like a different way of being and there and the the people who could afford to house him were the like ones they that were he curious ended up housing him. Like, yeah and their yeah. curiosity drove him to like not be able to live a life of work but live a life of leisure and and communication which oh, that's a good I point guess i hadn't thought about our, that 
which is, I guess is the life of a reader, um, uh, of a writer like Jonathan Swift. But it yeah. was interesting. I feel like the one that that was the least apparent in was the, the, the what was the Giants called? Brobdignag. Yeah, they did not. He was like, why does no one care about me? And they were like, yeah, no, we're but good. like in there it was okay because like a speck of food would give him a meal, right? Like, <laughs> so, that one uh, was so, yeah. Which is kind of funny, but anyway. So weird. Yeah. No, I did it have chapters? So there were very short chapters. So each, so there were the four parts, which I'm assuming you can like Lilliput yeah. one part yeah. one. Did they part call two. them part Rob one, part two, part three, yeah. part four? Okay. They had maps. Oh, they did. Them. Yeah, oh, you should. You can shit. look at my. I should have book. I guess like I mean, but they're like. Picture of the maps and send yeah, them to me. Oh they're my like God, drawn maps, and part of the joke is he like never really says where they are, right? Right. But there but you, are little maps. You can get an idea, um, but yeah. And it, it's literally the first one is part one is called a village or a voyage to Lilliput. But right. then within that, there are like short. Each one has like eight little chapters. So right. they're like fairly short. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you read it with me. Yeah, that was fun. You get that to choose the next book. one. Yeah, I do. Uh, we'll have to think about it. We haven't chosen one yet, have we? No. Okay. Um, so, Cybertruck. <laughs> okay, what do you think? So, I... Oh, no, I'm really surprised to hear that you like it, to be honest, because the internet is very divided right now. Um, on the hate really? and love train, yes. And I'd argue my friends are pretty divided too. Um, what do you think? So, okay, so I going in, this is what I knew. I knew it would be a pickup truck. I knew it would look very different from a standard pickup truck because Elon Musk has said this, right? He's like, people are going to be like really surprised, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like a I went into truck. it and I saw it and I was still really surprised, even though I expected yeah. it to look really I know. different. I didn't expect it to look that different. It um, literally, yeah, it's it so weird. Looking. Literally, it was cyberpunk and oh, it's growing on me. I like the simplicity <laughs> of it. Um, but at first, I was like, oh, uh, like, oh, uh, like as a reaction, yeah. and I was like, ah. Uh, um, I love the functionality <laughs> in every aspect of it, right? Like, it's super fast, super powerful, has See, pneumatics. I uh, it goes up and I down. So, like, on, on the highway, it'll hug the road. Oh, that's but, like, cool. for off-roading, oh. it, like, has the highest clearance of any pickup truck, right? Um, and because it uses pneumatics, air to do that, it has a hose into the bed <laughs> that basically you can hook up and when building stuff, pneumatics is, like, super useful. You can, it's kind of like electricity, and you can turn it into, like, circular motion or any other type of motion. And it's also just for good, for cleaning surfaces. So you can put a little spout on it and, like, a handhold, and when you pull the handhold, like a trigger, it spews out air. It's a really good way to, like, brush off all the dust off a surface or something like that. Um, And it's also useful for just, like, it's just useful in a shop. Um, And then it also is, like, electricity in the back. I like the way the back slides up. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, would you get one? Do you like it that much? See, I would, like, before the event, I was like, if I were to get any car, this would be perfect because I'd be able to haul a bunch of stuff. It's like, yeah, a, it's, a truck. it's environmentally friendly. Uh, it's electricity. I mean, you could just get a model. S still... Yeah. But, like, and then I loved that it comes with electricity because I could, like, put a shop, like, like a workshop in the bed. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And I feel like, like, I would totally do that. 
They um, have that. They have that shot of glamping out of the back of the truck. Glamping. Yeah, it's not glamping, but it's like camping out of your truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that was cool. And like the glass roof is like so cool. You could like sleep in it. It fits a lot of people, right? Um, and I yeah. do like. I hate how all cars look the same. I really hate it. I think it's so boring. And <laughs> so this thing is this not is boring. So this is going to to your system, but it does not look the same. But I was still yeah. surprised. I, and that's why I thought it would be perfect, because I'm like, oh, it's not going to look like a standard pickup truck, and it's going to yeah, have all the, the features d- I love in it. And, like, yeah, so. Yeah. But it still was shocking, and I'm still digesting what I think. But I think <laughs> the overall look is growing on me more than it was. All right, now, now give your side of the story, your opinions. So I am, like, weirdly partial to pickup trucks, even though I've never, like, I have, have you not that one? much experience with one. I mean, when I was little, Dad would let me do the gear That's shift true. sometimes. Yeah. But, like, not not really. And I don't remember that truck. I just think they're, like, cool, even though you don't? I don't. Whole uh, so, but then they're also like not environmentally friendly, which always makes me sad. Um, I don't know. I sort of it seems kind of like a meme, like it's very cyberpunk dystopian. Yes, well, it totally is a meme. Um, Which I think is funny, but I still think I prefer the um the Model S. Yeah. The Model S or the Model Three. The Model Three. Okay. Right, that's the one I like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd still like rather it. get that. Especially because, I mean, I have no use for, like, a pickup truck versus a right. normal car anyway. Although, you, um, you, know, you know what one thing you would love about the pickup truck that the Model 3 <coughs> have? What? You would be super high up. That See, I, I think that's why I do like pickup trucks, is as someone who's small. Like, you feel like, like you're, like, like powering over other like, cars. Like, I'd, I'd rather be, like, I'm up here and, like, yeah. fight me. <laughs> because normally... I was really surprised on the price too. So it yeah. was a big deal when he said that it was going to be under fifty thousand. Uh, he released that in a podcast like six months ago, and people were really surprised because yeah. Model S when it first came out started at like eighty, right, or ninety uh, yeah. thousand. And like this goes back to the economies of scale, right? Like, uh, yeah, and the, a- the whole reason to come out with the Model S was so they could eventually come out with a cheaper Model 3 and get it to as many people as possible. And it's interesting because this is their first truck, so they thought they would be priced higher. But both the middle and lower end models are both under 50000 which surprised a lot of people. And the lowest mm-hmm. one is thirty nine, right? So it's like under 40000 So a lot of people, like I was surprised. I was like, whoa, right? Um, and you still got like a super, like, capable truck with the with the uh the 39,000 one yeah well I have good news we went over 59 minutes and it didn't cut us off well it always does that when we're on a phone call versus uh oh I thought it would cut us off and I went to check and see how much time we had left and then I was like oh we're over but I think that means we should probably try to wrap it up yeah so any other thoughts on the cyber truck did you during the presentation, they were all wearing like cyber like themed costumes. I, just, I don't know if you I mean, saw that. I think I re- I really want to see the focus group that was like, you know what my car needs? Oh, it wasn't a focus group. I'm External sure no electricity. Group. It needs to not only use electricity, but give electricity to other things I need. Like, what? You, Who said that? Literally, they also made an ATV <laughs> that they put in the back that actually yeah, that like drove charge. into the back and they plugged, yeah, they plugged it in. Yeah. Uh, of course, that's I, a need. For I can any tell you what that I focus group looked like. Uses my ATV. That focus group included Elon Musk tweeting everybody, "What would you want in a pickup truck?" And people were like, 
People were like, pneumatics. He's like, oh, I we can do that. Future. No, like, literally, it's, like, yeah. probably one of his biggest okay, threads because was, he's just answering the, people's Oh, my God, what's the meme comments. where someone said, hey, in, can I have the equivalent of, you know when you Google search and you can say, I'm feeling lucky? Yeah. They were like, can I have the equivalent of that for maps? And then he did it. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure if you look up, like, I, I don't remember what the feature is called, but, like, where you can say, like, restaurants nearby, and then instead of, like, having oh, a you can do it not feeling lucky. I'm feeling lucky, yeah. and it takes you to, like, a random one. That's cool. Yeah. Elon Musk was like, sure, you can have that. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. <clears throat> anyway, okay, 30-second recap. I'm going to go first. Um, In this episode, we talked but Sevi said we shouldn't talk about how we're sick and then we talked about Gulliver's Travels a book we both read after giving a little preview of next week's episode get excited it's going to be really interesting I'm excited to use some changes to my phone and then talk about them and, you guys. and it's an and in-person then... episode too oh yeah we can actually like you see our phones and I can say I like that or I don't like how yours looks which will be interesting um, and then we talked briefly about the Tesla Cybertruck because that's interesting. Oh, my turn. This is the easiest recap ever. We broke it down into three segments and it was so beautiful. Uh, so first we like shared what we were up to and talked about not being sick. Then we went over uh, <coughs> so this said. article that is in your phone that you should read. I put it in the show notes um, that talks about like things you can do to your phone to be more in control of it instead of it in it in control of you and if you think you're in control of your phone and it's not in control of you you then try this i, I try it because i thought that and now i don't think i have anymore i was like shit i had no control um and that was with me implementing <laughs> strategies before doing the stuff in this article um and then we talked about Clover's travels and went through all the different ideas in it and then we finished off by talking about the cyber truck oh great episode and to, next cool. week, we'll talk all about our changes to, like, how we've regained control over our phones or not. Stay tuned. Yeah. Exciting. All right. Talk to you, talk then. To you then. Love, Love you. you Bye. Bye.